Welcome to Sacrifice to Success Podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of The Forgotten Heart Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes that they have had in life and business. These are their stories. All right. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have with me Danny Decker. Welcome, Danny. David, it's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So just give us a quick, uh, where are you located, where are you from, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm, I'm located in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, I uh, to get into my, my backstory just a little bit, I, I started a marketing agency back in 2011, built it up to seven figures, 12 full-time employees, um, and I sold it in 2018 and have since launched kind of a, a business where I do a lot of strategic consulting, really helping business owners to get their heads around strategy, marketing strategy, right? Because I feel like there's a disconnect with a lot of marketing agencies and a lot of business owners who always kind of want to start with tactics and marketing tactics, but they don't necessarily have a strategy in place. And that just creates all kinds of problems. So, uh, so I, I actually just recently a, a week ago released a book with a, with a co-author called the automatic marketing machine. And, um, so that's kind of been my focus over the last six months or so. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah, very cool. So you, you've already had a very successful business, sold it, and now you have another one. Um, is this the first time you wrote a book? It's actually my second book. I wrote my okay. first book immediately after I sold my agency. It was called Marketing Simplified. Um, wrote that. And then uh, after a couple of years of working closely with business owners on the strategic side of marketing, I then wrote the second book, uh, The Automatic Marketing Machine. Okay, cool. So I'm just curious, like, is writing a book feel hard for you or was it like a fun process? I mean, it's obviously very different than marketing and writing, you know, I'm sure you had people helping you as well, but what was yeah, that like no, for you? So I, I really enjoy writing. Like writing is one of my superpowers, right? We're all good at like certain things and, and writing is one of those things that just comes naturally to me. Um, so I really enjoy it. And so, yeah, both processes were really fun. The first book that I wrote, I, it was just me. And so that was a fun book to write. And the second book, I wrote it with a co-author who's a really good friend of mine and just a, a rock star entrepreneur, really. And so it was much more of a collaboration. And that was really fun, too, in, in sort of a different way. So both books were a lot of fun to write. The second one was 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 my favorite. Nice. That's awesome. Cool. So uh, when you were so how long ago was it that you first you started your first marketing company? Uh, started it back in 2011. So, gosh, 11, 12 okay. years ago. Yeah, now. You said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you already said that. Um, <laughs> yeah, awesome. So when when you when you started that, was that like something that you had dreamed about and envisioned? Um, were you always interested in that, or tell me like how kind of the origin of how that started? Yeah, not at all, right? And it's kind of funny because most entrepreneurs I talk to, like one or both of their parents or their uncle or somebody was an entrepreneur and they grew up around entrepreneurs. That was not my experience at all. I did not grow up okay. around entrepreneurs. I never really thought about starting my own business. Um, it wasn't until I graduated college and then worked my first job for a marketing agency, a small marketing agency. All of a sudden I was like, oh, this is what running a business could look like. I totally want to do this. Um, and so I really didn't know what I didn't know and just kind of 
left that job, started an agency, and uh, took quite a while before we got any sort of traction. Um, and we can talk more about that if you want. But yeah, I had no vision for doing that until 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 I met a small business owner and worked in her business and was like, wow, this is really cool. I think I could do this. Nice. Okay. So that was kind of the spark. I'm always really interested in like, what's the spark that makes somebody like go for it? Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear more about, okay, so you jump in, don't really have a plan or a vision. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a learning experience. Right. And, um, I knew I was good at communications, right? I've always, that's just something I've, I've been, been good at. And so I figured, okay, I'll help, I'll help business owners, you know, with their, their blogs and their websites and all that stuff. And I had no concept of the idea, for example, that you really need to have a focus niche. Right. And so mm -hmm. at the time I was living in Miami, Florida, and I was just like, listen, I'm going to, I'll work with electricians, I'll work with restaurants, I'll work with lawyers, I'll work with anybody. Um, and so, you know, paid the bills and, um, you know, got by fine, but was really just on kind of a flat growth trajectory. And, and then somebody recommended the book E-Myth to me um, mm. by Michael Gerber. And that was like a light bulb moment for me, as well as I met somebody who became my business partner. And um, those two things all of a sudden kind of shifted our focus. And I was all about, okay, how do I build a business that works for me, right? How do I work on the business instead of in the business? And as I'm sure you're familiar with, that leads to a whole, a whole train of thought, um, which resulted in us focusing our agency just on law firms, which allowed us to systematize mm. everything and, and structure our marketing in a much more efficient way. And that's when the growth really took off. But it took about two years to get to that point. Nice. That's super cool. Okay. So then you grew it, I'm sure. So what was it like um, hiring your first employee? Yeah. So that's like the most terrifying point in the, in the journey for me, honestly. And, and I think a lot of business owners feel that way too. Because it's like when you're hiring that first employee, it's like you are taking you are taking money out of your own pocket, right? To start, mm -hmm. right? To start, you know, setting them a paycheck. And um, fortunately... Um, I had just read Emeth and was really hot on this idea of we have to build this agency into something bigger than just me. So my partner and I were willing to uh, to kind of take the risk, and we got some really good advice, which was don't think about it, don't think about their annual salary, right? Because like that's scary to think about paying someone fifty thousand dollars. He's like, just think about uh, three months. You're committing to paying this person for three months. If you're not getting a return on your investment. Um, then you can, you know, you can let them go or whatever. And so with that mindset, it wasn't as scary and we went for it. And honestly, the first guy we hired ended up being a rock star, um, was with the company up until the point when I, when I sold it and he's still with them today. So nine years later, still with the company. Uh, so it, I would say it worked out. Nice. That's super cool. Okay. So let's see, I'll let, let's jump into like a little bit of the marketing because I think it, it's interesting for anybody who's a business owner to talk about marketing, obviously. And then we'll kind of come back and I'll ask you a few more questions kind of related to your personal experience. But so in, in doing strategy, what would you say is the biggest benefit of thinking about things more holistically from this strategy point of view versus what a lot of people are doing with like all the piecemealing? Yeah. Well, and here, David, here's what I see happening all the time. Your average business owner doesn't know marketing, right? Because they are busy, you know, running their business. They're a landscaper or a lawyer or an electrician or a restaurant or whatever. And they just know they need more clients and they don't have the time to become a marketing expert. 
And so they basically go find a marketing agency or a freelancer or whatever. And, and they say, Hey, you know, can you, can you give me more clients? Right. Can you help me with my marketing? And inevitably what ends up happening, you know, 95 out of a hundred times is there's not a good, like the agency doesn't produce results for them, right. For whatever, whatever reason. And so they get frustrated. They let the agency go. They, they bounce around. They find another agency, typically have the same results. And so you get, you know, I talk to business owners all the time who are just, who basically think that marketing doesn't work, who don't trust marketing agencies, who never want to spend another penny on, on marketing again. And the problem, the problem, David, is that they didn't sit down and create a holistic strategy up front. Because when you create a strategy up front and you realize, listen, I need this type of marketing agency to run this specific, you know, say Facebook ads. I want to run Facebook ads. And then you go find a Facebook ad person. Then you've built the blueprint first and you're going to find people to, to, to fill the role. What usually happens is you just have a conversation with a marketing person who happens to be a Facebook ad agency. And mm -hmm. so then they try to sell you Facebook ads, right? Because if you have a hammer and all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And so you've got your SEO people who are trying to sell SEO. You've got your Facebook person who's trying to sell Facebook. You've got your direct mail person who's trying to sell direct mail, none of which actually suits the client, um, which is why you have such bad results. So you've got to start by creating that strategic plan, and then you go find your, your people to help you execute your plan. Yeah, totally. I mean, I see I see this definitely all the time. And, and of course, you know, I'm sure everyone gets uh, pitched by marketing agencies all over the place. Um, I'm curious, how, what do you think about, like, because I've always thought that, okay, whatever you're doing, whatever avenue that you're going down, whether it's Facebook ads or something like that, um, nobody, I've never talked to any marketing person who was like, let's make sure the messaging on your website lines up with what we're doing over here. So it's like, is yeah. that something too that you see with like, okay, we, we talk, we need to talk about the copy on like all, all of the stuff that's going out there. And, and for, for me, David, it's, it's a three, it's really, there's three variables, right? And this is what we talk about in the book, by the way. Um, it's number one, you have to be clear on who is your target market, right? Who are your ideal clients? Who are the clients you want to attract to your business? Who are the clients you don't want to attract to your business? Because marketing is 50% bringing the right people in, but it's 50% keeping the wrong people out too. And, not enough people talk about that. But number one, you have to be clear on who your ideal clients are. And then the second, the second variable is, okay, now what's the messaging, right? What is the messaging you're going to use to be attractive to those ideal clients? And only when you figure out who's your market and what's your messaging, then you can have the third piece of the conversation, which is what media channel should I use? Should I use Facebook? Should I use the radio? Mm -hmm. But most agencies just think about the media channel, right? They're just thinking about the tactics, the Facebook, the, the radio, the Google, whatever. And they don't do the strategic work of figuring out market and message. And that's, that's why most marketing doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, love it. Okay. Cool. So um, in your experience now, shifting back to you a little bit in, in running two businesses, I know that uh, you mentioned like hiring your first employee was definitely one of the biggest challenges, but what, what is another one of the biggest challenges that you faced and what did you learn from that experience? Man, I, so many, so many, like <laughs> I have scars, I have scars to prove, you know, my entrepreneurial background. I, I, the one thing that jumps to me at the top of my mind actually has nothing to do with marketing. Um, it's really in the realm of employee management. And um, my business partner and I, this was four or five years after we started building a team 
Um, and we had probably eight full-time employees and we had a pretty young workforce and I'm sure we made a lot of mistakes in managing. Um, but the long story short is one day we discovered uh, some messages that were being sent on our company messaging platform between two employees who on surface level, right, seemed like they loved us and loved being here. But through this company messaging platform, just constantly, we're just trashing myself and my business partner, saying we're idiots, just all this stuff. And to the point where they actually started a competing agency while still employed by us and basically tried to steal our processes and even some of our clients. And, and then we discovered all this and we had to fire them and, and it was a big messy, it was just, it was, it was horrible. And it was, it was tough because it was like a personal level betrayal because yeah. you feel like you're friends with these people, kind not friends, but like you have a relationship. Right. Um, and so that sticks out at me as one of the toughest moments realizing, wow, we thought they liked it here. They don't. We thought they respected us. They hate us. And they're starting their own company to try to compete with us while we're still paying them. So that mm-hmm. was quite a that was quite a memorable uh, memorable couple of weeks. Yeah, man, that sounds that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Um, and but you know what? It was a growing experience, and we we had had to terminate them, obviously, and so we did that, and um, kind of we we, we kind of made the mistake of um, letting letting a bad apple spoil the bushel, right? Or whatever that phrase is, right? Where yeah. one one of the employees was actually could have been great. The other one was kind of problematic for a while and we kind of knew it, but we didn't do anything about it and um, kind of spread. And uh, so that was a, a big learning experience for us was that you can't let, you can't let, whether it's a bad attitude or just, you know, bad habits or whatever, like you have to address that stuff because if you don't, it'll spread. And uh, we learned that the hard way. Yeah. So, so I'm assuming you, you were probably hyper vigilant about your culture moving forward from there and, and then super intentional about how you created it as you move forward. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's a fun um, challenge and learning. Uh, how about like, and just something that you're super proud of one of your best, biggest wins. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a marketing guy, right? So like marketing is my, is, is what I always go back to. And so, um, you know, I, I think when I think about biggest wins, um, I think about fun, interesting marketing campaigns that like actually worked. Right. And like Mm. actually produce results. Um, and I'm thinking of for, for ourselves, for our, our agency. And so, I've always been kind of a student of like old school, like direct response style marketing, right. Where you send postcards and things in the mail. Right. And it's not Mm. just digital. And we came up with this, this one campaign where we kind of made it like an online, like a lead magnet online, but then created all of this follow-up offline and, um, postcards. And we actually sent people like this big poster, like this huge, like poster that showed up in a tube, um, and like all this stuff where like, did we think they were going to put the poster on the wall? No, but we also knew that they were going to open the, p- the package because how often does a four foot tube show up in your office? And, uh, right. so we just pulled out all the stops with this just really fun, creative campaign. Um, and it, I just kicked ass. We got a ton of new clients out of it. Um, we also got some hate mail. We had one person that'd be like, what are you guys like? It is, you think I'm going to put this on my wall? I would never put this on my wall. <laughs> 
And we had someone who was like, this is offensive. I can't believe you would send this to me. But as a marketer, like that's, that's like, if there, there's a saying that if, if, if you don't piss somebody off before lunch, you know, your marketing, your marketing hasn't, isn't aggressive enough, hasn't done enough. I don't quite subscribe to that. But um, I do agree that um, occasionally getting some pushback is a good sign. So bottom line, that campaign was just a lot of fun because it was creative. It allowed it was it was us putting together some ideas that we learned from different places, building it into one campaign, spending a lot of money on it and then and then earning a return, uh, a significant positive return was sticks out as one of the highlights for sure. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And to your point earlier, you know, you, you want to figure out who who you don't want as a client too. And obviously those people that you're making mad at the people you don't want. So it's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> but you gotta have a thick skin because otherwise that stuff can can get to you. But but you're exactly totally right. For sure. I, that's something that I've learned over the past few years too, is is increasing that thick skin and being able to handle like and you know, and also just like coming at it for me, trying to come at it from having some grace and like I don't know what that person dealt with this morning. I don't know, yeah. like, you know. They might have just had the worst thing ever and they're just lashing out at somebody today and it just happened yeah. to be me. I'm like, all right, cool. But not taking that personally, you know. I, that's just a really good perspective. I um we just launched, we just launched our book, and part of launching our book was uh we had we have an email list of thousands of people, and um we're running our our sort of campaign, pre-order campaign, and I had this one guy who responded to one of the emails and just basically just ripped me a new one. It was like I'm I don't even remember everything he said, but he was like, this book looks like it's just a repackaging of, of other ideas. And you're just trying to sell blah, blah, blah. And just like wrote like four long paragraphs. And like, <laughs> first off, it's like, dude, do you not have anything better to do with your, with your time? But like right. you read that and I'm like, I'm like, man, like that messed with me for a little while. And, mm -hmm. but I, I had to remind myself, we set this to over 5,000 people one single person sent this email like why would i let that bother me um yeah. and you but you just have to get you just have to get over it and get through it and like you know we're humans and so things like that do bother us but you got to keep the bigger perspective in mind for sure right right okay awesome so you've been an entrepreneur for over a decade now so what have you learned about managing being an entrepreneur and having a life yeah no that's such a good question um I, and it's something I think about a lot because I have, I know you have kids, David, I have kids, um, protecting time with, with my family is really important. Um, I have learned that your business will take as much time as you're willing to give it. Your mm. business will consume as much of your time as you're willing to give it. If you're willing to work 70 hours a week in your business, your business will find a way to work you for 70 hours. And so rather than then approaching it with, well, how much time should I spend in my business? Like, cause there's always more we can do. I put a hard cap on how much time I'm willing to spend in my business. I, I have a calendar that I, you know, plan my days by and included on that calendar is when I'm leaving and included on that calendar is days I'm taking off and vacations and all of that stuff. And I stick by that and I force my business to not require me besides the hours that I give it. Um, and that, that like discovery a couple of years ago was totally a game changer because it's just, your business will take as much time as you'll give it. It will take as much money as you'll give it. Your business will consume as many resources as you will give it. Um, and so you have to, you have to be intentional and, and put a, put constraints on it. And so for me, that was a game changer.
Yeah, that's so good. I love how you you put that. That's probably going to be a sound bite. I'm going to pull that out. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, yeah. With um with that idea, because I know a lot of people they, they know this intellectually, but they struggle with actually executing on that. So how did you like? Because I'm assuming you just said a couple of years ago where you really got like good at that. Um, how did you you know get yourself to actually stick to it, hard stop, go home, like time with the kids, all of that, because I know a lot of people have the best intentions and then just let it slide time after time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish I had a more, um, a a smarter, more sophisticated answer to that question, but dude, I just put it on my calendar. I just put it on my calendar and I was like, I am not, I am leaving at at four o'clock today. I am, I'm not checking my email. I'm just not doing it. And, um, after a while, like what happens is there are certain tasks that you can't get done, right? You just run out of time. And so I started saying, okay, what are the tasks that I, that are important that somebody needs to do? Um, and you know, in my, in my agency, we had a, a large, a large team. And so, you know, I basically just delegated and, and offloaded and made my to-do list smaller every day. Um, and now what I'm doing now, I have a smaller team. I, I have, have a, a full-time employee, but I also use some VAs. Um, so it's just, honestly, it's, it's prioritizing. It's saying, listen, I'm giving X amount of hours to my business this week. Here are the things that I have to get done because no one else can do. And then just about everything else, you find someone else to get it done, whether that's someone on your team, whether that's a a vendor, whether that's a, um, a virtual assistant. And, um, but yeah, it started with a commitment that like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not going to stay past this time today. I'm just not. And the business is going to have to find a way and I'm going to have to find a way to help the business operate around that constraint. Yeah. I love it. So prioritize then delegate. But the most important thing you said there, I'm so glad you brought it up because I know, I know that's all it takes, but it's actually doing it is the word commitment. You just committed to yourself. This is what I'm doing. So that's awesome. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. And like, sometimes it just is that simple, you know? Um, it's just like, I, I expect this, I demand this, I'm going to find a way to make it work. There's just no other option. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, like that's one of the benefits of running your own business, right? Is you can do things like that. You can make decisions like that. Right. Right. And, and I think, um, in some ways having kids actually makes that easier. I think like, would you agree? Because, you're like when you're on your own, it's like, whatever, I'm just going to keep working. There's nobody, you know, that I'm worried about giving time to, but, but when you, when you have kids now, that's like, okay, I don't want them to look back and I missed their childhood and they didn't spend time with dad. And they'll, you know, cause I just worked straight through every single day. So in some ways it's interesting. I just, I find that it's just kind of, it's easier to make those commitments. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody. Maybe some people don't like their kids, but I like spending time with my kids. Right. That's like, that's like one of my favorite things yeah. to do. And so like, it's like, heck yeah, I've got different priorities in my life now that I have kids. Um, and, and again, the beauty of, of being an entrepreneur is you get to structure your life in a way that, 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 you know, supports the way you want your life to look. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, ask everybody on the podcast, this question, what makes you feel fully alive? Oh man. Um, hanging out with my kids, doing fun things with my kids in, in the business world though. Um, I love, 
um, speaking. Like I love being on stage. I love doing podcasts like this. Um, probably, probably speaking and podcasts and then hanging out with my kids are, are my favorite. Nice. Okay, great. I love it. Um, I can tell, yeah, I can tell talking to you that you're, you like being in this kind of environment for sure. You have such great energy. Thank you. It's a, it's a lot yeah. of fun. And likewise, by the way, this has been a really fun conversation. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you bet. Okay. So, um, where can people find out more information about you? Yeah. So automatic marketing You can find more in info about me there. You can get a link to the book. We have a ton of free resources. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just search for Danny Decker. Um, but the best way is just go to automaticmarketingmachine.com and you can kind of find everything there. Okay, great. Sounds good. And then lastly, what's one nugget of wisdom in the marketing world you, you'd like to share and leave with our guests? Yeah. So the, remember the three variables I, I, I talked about that, that uh, go into an effective marketing campaign. So spend time on the first two because nobody ever does that. Get really mm. clear on who are the right clients, who are the wrong clients, and what messaging are you going to focus your campaigns around. If you focus on those two areas, the third part kind of takes care of itself. So spend time thinking about, market, about your market strategy and your messaging strategy, and uh, that will guaranteed improve the performance of your marketing overall. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Danny. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. Thank you, David. It was a blast to be here. Thank you for listening to Sacrifice to Success podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please check out the link in the show notes and you can find all of the details there. If you got something out of this interview, would you please take a moment to share on social media? You can just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to somebody or post it on the socials. Let's see if we can change the narrative of social media and post valuable, positive content. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean a lot to me. If you'd like to know more, go to my website, davidweavercoach.com, or you can follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those links are also in the show notes. And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.